Well, welcome back to Reflections in Jeremiah. Uh, last week we we looked at chapter 6, verse 16. We looked at the way of goodness, the, the objective reality of goodness, and, and really how walking in God's goodness brings rest for our souls. We saw that Christianity uh, challenges the modern notion that, that new is better, and that goodness is merely a construct of the mind. Well, this time I want to look at chapter 7, specifically verses 23 to 26. Now, there's been a, a few weeks where we've looked at the nature of sin. In chapter 2-5, we saw that Israel had abandoned God and, and pursued worthless things, and, and they themselves became worthless as a result. And so in chapter 2, verse 5, we could, in, in one sense, define sin as abandoning God in the pursuit of worthlessness. But also we saw in chapter 2, 11 to 13, uh, there, there's a similar thought there in regards to sin. God declares that Israel has committed two evils. First, he, he says they have forsaken God, the, the fountain of living water. And then second, they they sought satisfaction in broken cisterns that actually are unable to hold water. And so if we were to define sin from chapter 2, um, 11 to 13, you, you could define it like this. Seeking satisfaction in created things rather than the creator, which of course we would also conclude is idolatry. Now here in this passage... In chapter 7, we see similar rhythms when it comes to sin, yet touches a different aspect of sin. In chapter 7, God is making known the kinds of evil that Israel has committed against him. They have thought wicked things and they have done wicked things. So for example, in verses 8 to 10, God brings before Israel these accusations of wickedness, right? They've, they've devoted themselves to stealing, murder, adultery, idolatry. They, they're, they're swearing falsely. They're, they're acting hypocritically. Not only that, but in verse 31, we're, we're told that they were even sacrificing their own children to pagan gods. So wickedness, evil, is rampant. And in chapter 7, 23 to 26, we we see another aspect of Israel's evil. So look at verses 23 to 26. This is what God says to his people. But this command I gave them, Obey my voice, and I will be your God, and you shall be my people. And walk in all the way that I command you, that it may be well with you. But they did not obey or incline their ear, but walked in their own counsels, and the stubbornness of their evil hearts, and went backward and not forward. From the day that your fathers came out of the land of Egypt to this day, I have persistently sent all my servants, the prophet, to them day after day. Yet they did not listen to me or incline their ear, but stiffened their neck. They did worse than their fathers. So Israel did not obey or incline their ear to God. They they walked in their own counsels and the stubbornness of their own evil hearts. They went back and not forward. They did not accept the, the discipline of the Lord. 
as he goes on to say a little bit further down. There's a lot in this passage that God brings against his people. But I primarily just want to focus on the phrase, the phrase, they walked in their own counsels and the stubbornness of their own evil hearts. You see, according to this statement, you could define sin as stubbornly living according to your own wisdom rather than the wisdom of God. Stubbornly living according to your own wisdom rather than the wisdom of God. Israel walked in their own counsel rather than the counsel of God. They lived according to their own minds and their own hearts rather than God's mind and will. They governed themselves rather than being governed by God. And at the root of all this, we know, is is the sin of of human pride. The the root of this is, is pride, right? I know better than God. See, the Bible describes God as infinite in wisdom and knowledge. Isaiah 28, 29 says, He is wonderful, that is, God is wonderful in counsel and excellent in wisdom. Yet Israel thinks they know better than God. They think their own counsel is sufficient for the day at hand. See, to walk in your own counsel is ultimately to say to the Creator and and the planner of all of human history that you know better than Him. The creature is telling the Creator what is right, what is true. To walk in your own counsel is the height of human pride and arrogance. It's to place yourself as the supreme authority over your life. What do we call a a four-year-old who continues to disregard the instruction of his father. We call that four-year-old a foolish child. Why? Because we know that 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 four-year-old's knowledge, understanding, experience of the world is so limited in comparison to his father's. And so it would be foolish of the four-year-old not to listen to the instruction of his father who has lived far longer than him and knows much more than him. Now, how much more startling is that reality when it comes to us as humans to an infinite God who knows all things? You know, it's interesting. Christians are often accused of, of being arrogant for their claims to knowing the truth or or having the truth, whereas those who reject such a notion that that we can't have the truth, we can't know the truth, they're often described or seen as people of humility. But you tell me what's more arrogant and proud, a person who believes they're naturally foolish and unwise and, and believes there is an infinite being who is infinitely wise, and therefore this person has chosen to humble himself and submit himself to this infinite being's ways because he knows that he doesn't know what is always best. Or a person who believes himself to be a law unto himself and lives as though there is no supreme authority over him. He determines what is true and false according to his own counsel. Which person would you say is more humble? 
Well, I would argue it's the one who believes there's a superior authority over him and therefore submits himself to that authority. You see, an act of submission to a superior authority is an act of humility. But a belief that assumes you yourself are that authority is an act of arrogance and pride. And so here we see sin as a disregard for God's wisdom and living life according to one's own wisdom. And Christian, follower, those of you who, who follow Jesus, it's not just the world that can fall prey to this. We as followers of Jesus can easily, easily disregard or ignore the wisdom of God for our own wisdom. We think our course of action is better than God's. It would be wise for us to remember the Apostle Paul's words in 1 Corinthians 1.25 where he says, For the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Here's the thing, we, we often disregard God's counsel, His wisdom, because our hearts are prone to want something, and we know that God's counsel and wisdom would tell us otherwise, and so we reason in our minds, we reason in our hearts, all the reasons for why it is justified for us to be able to do the thing we want to do. And this is why. As Christians, we're called to be people of the book. God's revelation given to us in his word. You see, the more immersed you are in God's word, the more you will be governed by God's counsel rather than your own. And dare I say, this is why so many Christians often make foolish choices because they're not immersed in the counsel of God. They're governed by their own reason and, and instincts and their wants rather than the sacred scriptures. You see, part of what we are doing when we, when we gather on Sunday morning as a church is we are actually seeking to submit ourselves to the counsel of God. Every time we sit under the preaching of God's word, we're declaring that we need God's counsel because left to ourselves, we will always go astray. So when you read the word, brothers and sisters, or when you sit under the preaching of God's word, I encourage you to have this mindset or to, to ask God for this mindset. God, I need your counsel today for without it, I will be prone to trust my own counsel. Govern me and guide me. I pray that that would be the attitude of all of our hearts and minds. Let's pray. Father, we acknowledge that we are so easily prone to follow our own inclinations, to follow our own reasoning, our own wisdom. Lord, help us to know how foolish that is. And help us, Lord, to turn to you, the, the source of all knowledge, the source of all wisdom. Help us, Lord, to submit ourselves to your authority, to your plan, to your revelation given to us in your word. May we never rise above it, but submit ourselves under it and seek to be obedient to your counsel. 
Oh Lord, give us a humble spirit that would seek your counsel and the counsel of other Christians rather than our own. We pray this, Lord, in Christ's precious name. Amen. Well, church, thanks for joining me again for this reflection in Jeremiah. I hope you will join me again next week as we look at another passage in Jeremiah. God bless to all of you.